Hello everybody and welcome to this new episode. My name is Sarah and this is Amsterdamus, the podcast that introduces you to amazing women from Amsterdam. This episode, we are going to break two taboos. This is not me saying this. This is what my guest said. Lex van Delft is the founder of the Stoute Frau, the Naughty Woman, a lesbian escort service agency. That obviously includes sex work and female sexuality, which is still an issue for some people, or at least something they have a strong opinion on. But Lex van Delft knows that even though, yes, of course, it can also just be about sex, pleasure, horniness, fun and a good time, her agency offers so much more than that. Welcome, Lex van Delft. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Let's start with the basics. What is the Stoute Frau? Uh, the Stoute Vrouw, the Naughty Woman, is uh, my, uh, my company, my lesbian escort agency, um, which is a company, an intimate uh, uh, company also uh, for women only. How and why did you come up with the idea of starting this business? I read that there was some whiskey involved in that <laughs> idea. Is that true? <laughs> well... Um, yeah, that might be true. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was uh, 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 visiting a friend, and uh, uh, well, we were talking about my favorite subjects, uh, women and and sex. So, <laughs> and and when we talked about that, we kind of um, uh, thought that it, when you're a lesbian or you doubt your uh, sexuality or uh, things like that, if you want to try it maybe just for once uh, with a woman or maybe you feel uh, insecure about other things uh, when even when you're straight uh, uh, with your body or where would you go because men uh, do this for for decades for years in in all whole history and um, well I, I think that that they did that well uh, they took care of uh, a, a special need or uh, what they want and why isn't this available for women we we kind of joked about it the first hour and i thought of it before but uh, i always uh, find women said nah i don't know will women pay for this or will women uh, try uh, have the guts to do this or and i said well we will never know if we don't start this so let's see and let's start it. That leads perfectly to my next question. Quickly about the hard facts. Who are the customers? If it's possible to describe the customer, I doubt that it's only one type of person. Who are the escorts? What are the services and what are the prices? Okay, hard facts. Uh, my clients are very brave women who finally take their own sexuality in their own hands. And they are all kinds of ages, all kinds of type of women from 
all over the world. But what they have in common is that they feel the need to uh, choose uh, for themselves and find out whether they are gay or not. Uh, just want to try it. Um, finally want to be touched after uh, a surgery by someone else than a doctor. or And they are looking for a safe and transparent space where they can also not just book a service but also maybe tell their story and they are very welcome uh, uh, to meet with their story so uh, the escorts are uh, fearful uh, ladies who uh, are very activistic and love women of course that that's number one they love women and they uh, like the adventure they like to uh, pioneer with me uh, to make this happen uh, for women so um, they're very enthusiastic they all have an, another job a main job so uh, they do this uh, on the side for whatever uh, wonderful reason they have but the hard facts on the services we offer teaser dates uh, which are dates for women who don't really want to go all the way or don't know or whatever just being in a sensual uh, conversation with a woman can be very uh, exciting already because if you don't know and you maybe can't ask your friends oh please flirt with me <laughs> so then you can find out how that feels and of course uh, we also offer a full experience of intimacy and touching and uh, whatever your fantasy you want you experience that just had me thinking i hate dates i hate first dates and just the idea of actually paying for this awkwardness is just <laughs> like that would be the worst <laughs> literally that i have to put myself through that well voluntarily. It's, it's quite, of course when you, when you go on a, a date you you also want to on to, to be on your best behavior and to prove yourself maybe or whatever and with my company of course you don't have to you don't have to uh, impress someone or uh, you can just take uh, the attention and it's it's all for you you don't have to give her uh, some specific or special attention it's it's about you that feels like a much more gentle approach than regular tinder swiping tinder dating which is very much about performance i think in many yeah, ways well, of, of course this is not comparable with tinder swiping and things like that so but, but what i said it's like you don't have to do anything if you if you want to feel insecure and if or you want to cry or you want to tell your story and then uh maybe you don't feel very well that's all okay we encourage uh, clients just just please be yourself don't make up an act or whatever just be yourself it's that's what we're here for one more time back to to tinder i promise this is the last time but i browsed through the website of your agency and i noticed that you have decided to not show pictures of the women, which of yeah. course is very much the opposite of today's dating society, where it is only about looks. Was this a purpose decision? 
Well, again, this is of course not dating, so um, th there, there's already a difference. But I decided that for several reasons, because the ladies make their own profile uh, when, when they come to me and, and they uh, start uh, in my team, they make their own profile. And um, as you know, women are very uh, good communicators. So reading a profile when uh, the lady use her own words, tells you something about her, maybe even more than a picture. A lot of clients don't want to see a picture. And sometimes that's because um, they might feel insecure watching the picture, even though the pictures are very kind of gentle and and cute as in, I'm an old bat, so I like <laughs> uh, old pictures in black and white and stuff like that, burlesque and uh, that kind of vibe. So um, it's not full front naked in full color. But, but also, sometimes it's just enough, the profile text. But of course, if you want a picture, I can imagine that, that you just want to see the vibe or the, what she looks like so you can recognize her or whatever. That's also okay. And I don't want to encourage men to, because of course they're interested. I understand that completely. But if I also have the pictures on the website, that would uh, interest them even more. And I would even have more texts and calls from men trying. <laughs> so um, it's just a little thing that if you want a picture, that's no problem at all. I have beautiful pictures of every lady. Uh, just ask me. On your website, you speak directly to the people that are thinking of applying as an escort, that they need to be ready to give a life-changing experience. Why is that? Um, uh, because I want them to be uh, emotionally prepared to carry a very sometimes sometimes tragic vibe. The clients who, uh, uh, who book a service uh, are also, of course, lay, uh, women who just want to have a good time and pleasure. That's okay. Uh, we, we can't only uh, have the right to exist because we are also helpful. It's okay to want to have sex and uh, pleasure, and that's it. But we also have a lot of clients um, who had a bad experience or um, who are afraid to come to come out uh, as a lesbian or who have had a partner who said they were too, I don't know, something, something bad, but not attractive or something. So if one of the ladies visits uh, a client and then she starts to cry or she's very insecure and she's very like, oh my God, I'm sorry and, and stuff like that. You have to be emotionally stable to carry that. And of course, when the experience uh, is, is wonderful and my company is very kumbaya, it's always wonderful. So I'm happy to say. Uh, I get texts afterwards like, oh my God, this was so amazing and I think I'm gay or I was finally touched with respect and consent and thank you and uh, I, I feel like someone, like a different woman and I'm smiling the whole day. And so uh, that's a lot to, to have, uh, to be responsible for. So yes, you are a, you're a milestone in a lot of ways. From all the things you told me also previously with 
women booking the services and they come from abroad, maybe from countries where being queer is against the law. And I also saw on your website that you have one header that says, learn to enjoy again. This is something that breaks my heart and makes me very happy at the same time that your agency is able to provide that, but at the same time that it's necessary for your agency to provide that. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I see what you mean. Of course, it's it's well, it's it's reality that uh, one in four, three women have a bad experience from from maybe one time an incident to uh, a long time. Uh, how do you say that? But you know what I mean. So um, yeah, that's that's awful. But um, I'm very. I'm happy and we're very pleased that we can also uh, guide them, take them by the hand and make them feel uh, wanted and uh, especially touched with respect and consent again, that it's possible to to maybe uh, feel your own sexuality, your, your, your blood racing again. And yeah, that's amazing. We had women who, who thought they were well, that was uh, in the past that they used to be able to enjoy sex and then something bad happened and, and it was like cut off. They could never enjoy it again. And then they slowly started seeking and uh, searching the internet and they found us and we had personalized dates with them. Like, what is the first thing you want to do? And then I just want to kiss and that's all. I don't know how it would feel. And, and then the next day they will kiss and maybe something more and... And then afterwards, I get like um, very uh, happy uh, <laughs> phone calls or emails like, oh, my God, I finally, uh, uh, well, was very intimate again. I will watch my words. <laughs> and uh, they were so happy with that. Like, I'm not over with sex and sexuality. I'm like fully in it right now. And that's amazing. So it is sex work, but it's also mostly human work. Am I saying that right? Yes, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's true. And about the other thing, in the countries where uh, where you uh, where being a lesbian is against the law. Yes, that's also uh, tragic and wonderful at the same time. Uh, we can give an experience and we can make the woman feel what it's like to be intimate with a woman without... Uh, the fear of getting caught or whatever so relaxing in it but also of course after that the realization that that she can't live like that was also tragic so also on those dates there's some crying uh, a lot it's 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 beautiful and awful at the same time my ladies my ladies <laughs> i call them my ladies i know they're not mine but um well, it feels like my ladies, my team. So, um, so, so my ladies are very good with that in, in make people feel at ease and that it's okay and they understand. How do they, and I mean your ladies in, in air quotes, obviously, how do they deal with that? I understand that it obviously takes preparation to, to deal with personal trauma and personal stories being shared. But do you maybe also have talking sessions or is there emotional support 
for yes, the women that receive course. that kind of trauma? There is uh, emotional support. Uh, I'm very involved, of course. I uh, I bring them, uh, I take them uh, to the dates. They're in my car. We talk about it a lot. They're also, of course, have a, a contact uh, with each other. And there are uh, people who uh, are... Um, open for them to do when they when they want to visit uh, i work together with uh, people from the mental health care and um, they sometimes send their clients uh, to my uh, company when they have people who said well, we talked about it a lot and maybe it's time for you to experience and then uh, and that of course goes very careful and stuff like that so my ladies could also go there but uh, some of my ladies are uh, psychologists themselves so um, they have a good view and a good mind about how that feels and how to talk about that you already shared a couple of reactions that you got from the customers afterwards because they had a really good experience do you also get negative reactions mostly from from outsiders that have strong feelings when it comes to your work yes of course because we're fighting two taboos here it's sex work and it's uh, it's lesbian so of course i get a lot of uh, angry people about some about that we also uh, invite trans people and trans people are also mad because not every lady invites uh, welcomes trans people and things like that it, it's within the community um that it's often well not okay or, or there are discussions or whatever and of course religious people uh, have problems with this or uh, there's a lot of stigma on this kind of work the media sometimes makes it worse uh, sometimes it's really friendly and open to my story so it's justified it's uh, <laughs> but i'm a positive person so uh and i like to fight <laughs> uh, apparently but um yes of course there's negativity you can imagine that i think there's also a lot of framing when it comes to to sex work that it's always focused on the very juicy details, but also a lot on topics like exploitation, for example, and human trafficking, which yeah. is, of course, an issue. Yes. But it's only a part, and it might be a big part, but it's still only a part of the sex industry. But it seems like that's mostly what it, what the media or the world focuses on. True, of course, and that's what people will read more quickly, probably, than... A very nice story of uh, all women who love to do what they're doing. Are you under the impression that male sexuality is the default in the sex industry and that female sexuality is a bit of an afterthought? No. <laughs> well, of course, I can't uh, say anything about male sexuality because um, I'm having, I'm running a lesbian escort agency, so what am I talking about? <laughs> but I think male sexuality uh, um, has, has its own problems and its own things. I'm just happy I'm not part of that. <laughs> I'm only dealing with uh, uh, with women, and uh, 
well, for us, it's all, or I can't talk for all women, of course, but, well, this is the part of uh, the sex industry uh, I focused on because there was nothing like that with the focus on that. Maybe a combination or something, but not with the focus on only this. I probably would have been rich if I uh, also would have welcomed uh, male sexuality into my company because uh, a lot of threesomes are uh, asked uh, if men could watch or something. And I just say no all the time. I don't do it. It's, it's, you can go to every other escort agency in the world for that. And I understand it because, of course, it's fun when you're married and your husband likes to watch that. And I totally get it. But it's different when you have only women in the room. And it's not better or worse. Yeah, well, for me, it's better, but I'm gay. <laughs> but, but I don't judge about that. It's just not the same. It's another vibe. And I only provide the vibe with women in the room, so... I hear that sometimes from friends of mine who are queer or lesbian specifically, that they often get questions like that from men, if they may watch or yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. And this was kind of what my question was aiming at, this idea that female sexuality, after all, in the mind of these men, is for their own entertainment. Um, yeah, I guess there's a, there are a lot of men who might think that. And maybe women add to that uh, sometimes. Uh, they sometimes um, then make it a whole thing for him to enjoy and forget to enjoy with the other woman. So uh, to prevent that happening, there are no men uh, allowed uh, during days with us. So, so you can fully enjoy what it's like to be with a woman. What has your work at the Stoute Frau taught you about female sexuality if like we combine that as one term obviously there's a lot of versions of, of female sexuality and society's view on it I I think or what I, what I got from society before I started this was that women don't like sex well that's not true <laughs> but they are very Uh, they are taught in my eyes uh, to, it's always my opinion, I know that, um, uh, they are taught to not talk about it, to not express uh, what they would like, to not tell the fantasies or to be just very conservative about it or whatever. And if you uh, maybe say you like sex, then we get into the slut shaming. And also women do that amongst each other. And that's such a shame because Because I don't think women are less into sex or intimacy than men. They are maybe in a different way sometimes, but not less. And I'm running this agency for seven years now. And I can tell you that women can be very into sex and into kink and fantasies and things like that. And enjoy it. And not just once a year. <laughs> but... Um, so women need to learn there's, um, it's okay to tell that or, or, or to enjoy sex uh, on a regular basis. What are changes around the sex industry, female sexuality, queer sexuality, all of that that we've just talked about that you would like to see in the Netherlands, apart from what you just said, that women need to learn to own their own sexuality and the pleasure that comes with it? 
I don't want to go too deep uh, into that because, um, well, <laughs> because um, that's maybe not my place to say, but um, it would be nice if um, everyone would uh, embrace uh, every sexuality in everyone on its own, but also uh, let people have their own minds about if they uh, understand it or not. Not everyone understands everything and that's okay. Then maybe a question that I'm sure you can answer. What is your favorite story of a customer? Or maybe the top three stories if you can't decide. <laughs> I have so many favorite stories. I uh, I have, of course, a lot of contact with, with clients uh, uh, in advance and uh, a lot of time also after dates, sometimes for years. So I have a lot of wonderful stories, but um, of course, that's also because it's an age uh, thing. Uh, I got a phone call from two ladies who said, well, we have a friend and she's 89 and she was almost dying. And when she was in the hospital, she thought, I never ever uh, held a woman in my arms. And before I die, I need to do that. Is there a possible way you can uh, uh, make this happen? And I thought, well, I this this has to happen. Whatever it takes, it has to happen. So I was afraid maybe uh, my ladies uh, would say no. And then I thought, then I'll go. But someone needs to hold this woman before she dies. But uh, of course, and luckily, all my ladies said it would be an honor to go. Well, a long story short, um, she booked uh, our service a lot of times. She was very naughty. <laughs> and um, of course, her, her life uh, was about to end. And then she said, uh, because we, we, we were close at the end. We talked a lot about uh, being a lesbian at that age. She, she turned 90 and um, she was always very happy to have it, to experience it with us, but also, of course, sad that she never came out earlier. And, um, and then she said, when I die, I want you to be uh, at my funeral. And I said, well, I can't do that because people don't know who I am and how am I going to tell them who I am? And then she said, Lex, I'm dead. I don't care. You just fix it. <laughs> you just be there. And then she laughed every time she said that she laughed, like she knew um, she got me into trouble before, but <laughs> so I did. Um, it was beautiful. And I had a very large grin on my face the whole time, which uh, maybe was somewhat weird, but uh, it was amazing. Uh, but it, we were very happy to give her that uh, in the last uh, two years of her life. That's very sweet. Yes, it was. And of course, all the other stories of, of women who are uh, who came out because uh, of a date with uh, with a lady, or or just just a lot of happy happiness of people who who, uh, who finally feel recognized or seen or touched or yeah. What are your plans for the future with the Stoutefrau? 
Um, well, um, as long as I can keep fighting, I will keep doing this. I get a lot of questions of people from, can you also do this in, in, in another country? Can you come over to LA or can you come over to London? Uh, but I can't, uh, my license is only, uh, here in the Netherlands, uh, valid, so I can't do that. But, um, well, uh, for now, this is, uh, this is fighting enough, uh, as it is uh, to keep standing, uh, and, and also get uh, some support because I was shocked by the lack of support in, in female organization to say they are standing up for female sexuality and women and lesbians and stuff like that. But um, I don't get a lot of support uh, from organizations like that. And I don't get a lot of support from LGBT uh, organizations. And that's because it's sex work. So the fighting is... Uh, with my ladies, we're on our own, but we're still doing it. So uh, as long as we keep on doing this, uh, we'll be okay. That leads perfectly to my last question. How can people support you and your work? <laughs> um, well, before they judge, they can maybe read an interview or something about it. That, that would be helpful. Don't judge, just read, listen. And of course, if you want to, uh, the, the only platform I'm allowed uh, to speak up is uh, Twitter. Because of course, Facebook uh, threw me off, Insta threw me off, even though the pictures I posted were very, very uh, decent. So if you want to follow on Twitter, that's okay. If you want to openly support, that's already something. And of course, uh, we'll read into it. Don't judge. That's all I ask. <laughs> Lex van Delft, thank you very much. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for having me. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you very much for tuning in and for supporting this podcast. If you want to support Amsterdamus even more, there are several options to do so. You can check out the Amsterdamus Facebook page and leave a review. Depending on which podcast app you are using to listen to this podcast, you can also rate Amsterdamus there with a five-star review. In Apple Podcasts, for example, it is possible. Of course, you can also follow Amsterdamus on Instagram. In case you would like to give me some feedback or you know a person that needs to be interviewed for this podcast, you can send me an email. The email address is amsterdamespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again and have a great day.